This is the Unscripted Podcast. So the picture was born of a fact. I was just taking it of our Wednesday night class. You know, I just thought it was cool that the whole Wednesday night adult class, there's like 100 people in there or something in the fellowship hall, and they're writing this letter to the Kensington Wood Church of Christ. You know, as as mm-hmm. trying to be out, we've been studying what a great church is supposed to look like. Well, I thought it'd be, I just thought it was a cool picture. Well, somebody sent me a picture yesterday that somebody had rattle can, uh, spray painted on the side of a church that said something like, churches pay no taxes, start taxing the churches. And I just thought that was interesting because Baylor University did a study that said it's either 60 or 70% of all homeless shelters and, and, and however you you know, whatever that umbrella would fall under yeah. are run by faith-based organizations. And they're, you know, essentially 5013. And it was probably someone homeless that spray-painted that. <laughs> probably. I mean, maybe, or, I don't know. Or on the way to, yeah. right? And so I just thought that was interesting. And then that's when I I looked at that picture. I was just thinking about that picture I took. And, you know, in that picture, there's at least three homeless people. There's two in there that we helped out of being homeless. They just paid cash for a car. They just paid cash that for a they car. they saved up. Right. The one of them you met in jail. Mm-hmm. And one of in them. 2017. Right. And one of them in that picture had a, just a one of the worst stories you could tell with drug addiction. Right. And, and that was just a, a section of, and that was just one section. And of they're it. sitting there with a millionaire. And they're si- many times over. Many times over. <laughs> right. Many times over. And and so I just thought that was, um, you know, if you ever wanted to, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, they say a, a picture is worth a thousand words or something like that. Yeah. You just slide that picture over there and write the words in it. Then it's worth a thousand times and that. And they weren't just with one millionaire. Like there's there's blue collared workers in that picture, but and that but that's the heavy contrast. Like there's homeless people here, then there's you know people beside who, them. Yeah, who have who have made all these mistakes, and then you got a multimillionaire sitting there, and then you've got blue collared workers. You've got people who've been faithful in the church a long time. But that's that's the whole thing about what KW is really trying to do right now, and that's and that's yoking in together, and we're we're in this thing. Uh, together and we learn from each other in our community and well that's why we gotta you know that's what we talked about sunday night was we talked about um you know really and truly just how do we help each other right how do we help each other when somebody when somebody comes forward and i wrote down i think five verses on a piece of paper said i'm gonna talk about these five verses and i talked the whole time about it and i got i don't know probably 20 messages after that last night Sunday night, just thinking, you know, that was, man, we need to have that kind of talk. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, that's, that's good, you know, but it's not going to do us any good to talk about it. Yeah. You know, and, and so you think about this picture, this is an evolution of baby steps and a process and everything like that. And so that's why we need to open up the conversation and talk about it. That's why we do the podcast, yeah. right? I mean, we ultimately know that God's word, God's vocal word formed the world mm-hmm. he spoke it into existence right but we're charged with trying to convince convict exhort rebuke with all long suffering if you want to get bible speak mm-hmm. the world and in the church going in the right direction and so that's that's what we want to use the that's what we want the podcast to be well then we, we want people to to see the validity that it really is from god 
that the guy, the, the one who spoke the world into existence, wrote this book down so that you you could be complete. We uh we stopped. My family stopped last night. Um, my wife is really benevolent whenever we're together. You know, if I if I if I she's if she's like, why aren't you home? I'm like, well, I was helping a guy change a tire. She's like. Well, I really wish you'd come home or whatever. But then we're passing by last night. We see this guy sitting, you know, on the side of the road, and she's like, "Won't you turn around and go help him change that tire?" You know, I'm like, "I'm like, you're so hypocritical sometimes." Right? Yeah, we can we can do it when it meets my standard. Yeah, whatever. It's okay as long as you're with me, you know. Right. right but uh, Ben, here's this thing back. I don't know. But uh, anyways, so we stopped in to um, and. I started talking with this guy. Well, he he had to he had a floor jack and everything like jack, to jack up his car. I was like, man, how convenient! Like I'm normally with one of them scissor things or a bottle jack, you know. And mm-hmm. he's got one of them ones you crank it thing six times and it's up, you know. And and um, he's like, man, my spare tire wasn't on. I was like, how do you have a a floor jack <laughs> but yet your spare tire is not the right size? And um, and I said, you know what that reminds me of? And he said, what? And we got talking about Second Timothy three, sixteen and seventeen, and how that you know the, the God's word is there for all these things, you know, reproof, conviction, you know, doctrine, teaching, and and conviction. But um, and then it says so the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I said, why you got a floor jack in the back? And he's like, well, I do mechanic work. I steal catalytic converters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, he said he said I do mechanic work. And I mean, he was very like. Very nice and cordial and, and like, and he goes, I said, you know, I said, you can have the best mechanic in the world, but if he doesn't have the right part, I said, he's, he's nothing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, and, and so he said, yeah, he said, you know, he said, I, he said at one time, he said, I was in jail a long time ago for meth. And he said, uh, God's word helped really change, change my life. And he said, and then I got to teaching it to other people. And he said, I'm really glad you brought that up. He said, because I need to, um, he said, I hadn't really been using the tools that God's been giving me to uh, to do what I need to do with him. And he's like, where you, where you go to church? And I told him, he said, are you serious? He said, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, I've been there before. He said, do you know, and I'm not going to tell who it is, but the one who you had the picture of, the one who I met in jail, mm-hmm. he said, he invited me to go to church there. I used to work for him. He's like, I need to go back and see him. What was his, was the guy's name? Did the guy's name start with a T that you were helping? Yeah. I, let me tell you, I helped that guy too. Let me tell you, the, the, here's a crazy story. Do you remember little Mike Fraser used to come mm-hmm. here? Yeah. All right, I was coming down the Gandy one day, and there was a truck broke down. Now, you probably went home the same way I did last night, but but I left a few minutes after. You talking about when you left the student center? Mm-hmm. I was on my Harley last night. I didn't see nobody broke down. He was he was parked over at, at the Domino's parking lot. He was over on the side. So on, at on the Gandy. Yeah, right so there. you had to look across the road. Oh, yeah. When I'm on my bike, yeah. man, I am vigilant. Yeah, you know because people just they were on you plumb right. out the road. Yeah. You had to watch for deer and skunks. And yeah, possums and yeah. crazy Mississippi driver. But the, um, that same guy, crazy enough, one day I was coming down to Gandy and I saw him and I was like. I probably have to pull over and help that guy. But I was in the middle. I was busy, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to no, I'm gonna pull over. It's the right yeah. thing to do. And even though I had 15 things I needed, I was like, nope, I'm going to just pull over. If I I'm, feel safe and I got my pistol, I don't mind. 
Yeah, it's just, you know, you, you get into the, you know, the Good Samaritan scenario where you don't want to be the priest and a Levite, mm-hmm. you know, going down to Jericho. Yeah. And so I pull over, and no kidding, it was one of our members and him together mm-hmm. in that car. And and uh, I, I think I had to change a thermostat on the truck for him or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was something real simple and piddly. But I just remember thinking, like, now how – Different could this have played out if I wouldn't have driven, if I'd have just driven by? Because I've literally, Bob, stopped and helped somebody before, set up a Bible study with them, and baptized them. Mm-hmm. And so that story sticks out in my head. That event right. sticks out in my head to me that I've always got to take advantage of the opportunities that are that I that I that are afforded to me. And so that's 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 kind of an interesting thing that that. Our stories overlap like that. Same road, same dude. <laughs> that's something. Same message. He needs to quit driving that road. Then maybe that's what no. It is. Maybe that's the best road he can be on. Amen. But uh, and that's the whole thing is. But you know, if I, I like stopping for those people one because, I mean, I did it for years, you know, and I always felt safe as a police oh. officer doing it. Um, you know, to stop and helping people. But I've gotten in more Bible discussions with people that I've stopped to help in those situations. And I didn't have to help the guy last night. I just gave him a card and I said, "Look, and somebody else was bringing him a spare tire, another one." And I said, "If you know if they don't help you, then call me." You know, and so he said it, he might come visit this Sunday. And, uh, and he's I, been here, you know, a few times. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. I can't remember how many times he's been here, but he's been here a few times. So the you you want to hear something else, Bob? I don't think you put this together, but he stayed in your house. Oh yeah, before it was my house. Yeah, before yeah. it was your house. Yeah. When, when the other guy lived there, yeah, he stayed in your house before because I've been over there to see that guy, and and then him be there. Okay, before. that's cool. So there's a there's another layer to that to that uh, scenario. So you know, it's like Esther four fourteen. You know, you don't know where you. Oh come yeah, let me can. quote that before. You, no, I don't know what it, what is it. It's where Mordecai comes to Esther. Oh yeah, you don't know why you've been brought to, to yeah, this you, point or yeah. Whatever. The King James, you know, I heard Alan Webster quote it years ago, and I looked it up and I rem- I memorized it in in the King James version, and, and so that's how you can always tell how long ago you memorized a verse if you know it in the King James versus <laughs> the New King James. That thou knowest not whether thou art come to the kingdom for a time such as this. That's yeah. kind of poetic, right. you know, and it just kind of. Sticks out, and so yeah, it's it's a, it's an awesome thing. So we're gonna spin the wheel today. Absolutely, let's spin it. All right. So while I'm bringing it up, explain to what we're doing. Yeah. So we got our our list. We'd asked our congregation. Uh, they gave us 55 questions back in December, and we said, "Hey, we'll try to we'll try to put these, some of these out on the podcast." We've already put a couple of them out. Uh, so check them out. And so if, if one of these pop up and it has something to do with a woman's role, then we said we're gonna skip it. And. Uh, Hey, I hear that pretty well. Loud. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna turn it down. I was just gonna wreck it, but let me um, get my screen recorder on here. So we're gonna spin the wheel. We've done. I need to delete the ones that we've done. I haven't done that yet, but I need to delete the ones that we've done. What are the ones that we've done? We've uh, already did. Forty six, forty four, and then. Uh, I think we did. Why? Why isn't your church as big as other churches? Didn't we do oh, yeah. that one? Forty three, yeah. and then then one of them's why is baptism necessary? We kind of we covered that one last week with yeah. the gospel side. We need to so get rid of forty five, forty three, right. forty four, forty five, forty six. Maybe it'd be like something real easy. And I'm on twenty five, twenty five, number twenty five. All right, 
Here you go. Why do I need God? All right. Man. Don't y'all got lunch plans? At 12. <laughs> why, why do I need God? Because. <laughs> you know, the. This reminds me of a story of a guy that I knew that son was born with a heart defect. And I'd been after him for years, Bible study. You know, his wife used to cut the boy's hair, you know, all those things. You know, just forever I'd been after him. And and I remember when his little boy was born with a heart problem and he spent all this time in the hospital and, you know, we were – you know, all of us at work were trying to just pitch in and do things to help him out and everything, and it was just a, it was a mess. And I remember him. I remember him. You know, just kept thanking us for everything that we were doing. And I remember thinking, Brad, I just wish that you could understand how much more God can do for you in this situation. How much more this thing can be right in this situation? If you know, you're you're looking at the world as helping you out. And instead of seeing what the real where the real blessings come from, and so like what one thing that I want us to realize is that why do I need God is because we sometimes forget that you know Jesus said that God lets the rain fall on the just and on the unjust, mm-hmm. right? So that means that God gives it to everyone. Yeah, he allows the sun to rise on the good and the evil. The, yes. allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. And James 1 and verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So every good thing that happens... Now, we're not talking about things that you think are good. Like, people think it's good to hit the lottery. But why do you need God? Because everything that you've ever had good came from Him. There's nothing good that can come about for you that didn't that didn't come from God. That, that's what I'm saying. So that, yeah, so I, I made this statement one time, and, and I'll make it again, is that you you were created to be an answer. God created you created Chris to be an answer and probably an answer to somebody's prayer. When when you look at Ephesians chapter two and verse ten, it says that, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And so you may just be you might be the answer to somebody's prayer, but God created you for good works. He created you to do something good for somebody. And so sometimes we get caught up and we we misconceive that when somebody does something good for me, that we think that oh well well Ben did something good for me. He cut my grass when you know when when my um, when I hurt my leg or whatever. Well, that's re- that's a blessing from God. It's not just a blessing from Ben, but Ben you know God put in his heart to do good works for people, and and so therefore. He he's doing something. He's doing something. But he but you know Jesus says, hey, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. And when when I was hungry, you know, or when I was thirsty, all these things. And so we don't. 
God says that, hey, the you know, what what did Christ say about they're to, you're just they're to see their good works, our good works, and glorify who? God. Our Father. Your because Father because it's something the good that came from him. And so the, the blessings are from are are from him. And but what people don't realize is like we we think, well man, that, that blessing was just for for me only. And uh and, and I I've heard you say this a lot as far as you know why? What? Why did God bless you with that? Well, I, I can remember praying, and, and if you, wherever you're at today, I mean, I can tell you, like, I didn't know sometimes how my electric bill was going to get paid. I mean, I knew I was going to work for it, but I can remember just, I mean, being in debt and being all all these things, and I can remember praying, and you know, God, I just wish I'd be rich or whatever. Well, God doesn't want you to just be rich, and and the but when when my life really started shaping up for God and really getting an attitude of going, God, I want you to bless me financially so that I can bless others. Man, you talk about a change mm-hmm. <laughs> and the things that, that God, that God does. But, but, uh, but it's not just for materially, you know, when you get to take somebody out to eat and it's like, you know, a young couple or whatever. And it's like, this is not from us. You know, this is, this is from God. Don't, don't, don't give me the glory for it. Give him the glory. But, uh, but but you need God. But sometimes, sometimes you receive the blessings from God in a, um, I guess, an abstract way. Yeah, a, secondary a, way. An abstract conduit. Yes. You know the great analogy. Well, it's just it's just yeah, the, it's the, just the, the way that it's delivered, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you know, so so number one, you got to realize that every. So you think about it, like even if you try to source those things, like like when when uh, his son was in the hospital. You know, when we took up money and, you know, we would, you know, whatever needed to be done, we would do it for him. Sure. And, or any situation, right? You know, you may see those as a, as a, as a source. So just think about this on a very fundamental level. Why would people inherently want to do good to other people? That means, what that means is that there is a moral fiber, a moral north, a right thing to do, like you don't need to be taught that it is a good thing to help people. You, you know, what I mean by that is like you don't need to be, you just inherently understand there's something gratifying. However you see helping, right? You understand that there's something that's in us. It's this, you know, in Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 11, it says he's made everything beautiful in its own time and also he has put eternity in their heart except that no one can find out the work that God does from the beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't know how stuff is working out from the beginning to the end, but God has set eternity in every single one of our hearts. There's a moral north. I don't need, I don't, if we have ourselves a little, me and you and Ben have a little island, and we just were washed up on it as babies one day, and we, we go through and we realize as we get older we need to make shelter. And we need to make tools, and we need to eat, eat. And so we learn to catch fish or whatever kind of little critters are running around on the island, and we eat those things. And then we come in one day, and and you come back, Bob, and there's a marauding band of pirates that have killed me and Ben. And you've never been taught that there's a a a, a, a word for murder, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna walk up, and if they burned our little hut, stole all our whatever tools we fashioned, they thought they needed killed Ben and I, and you, we have no food stores, you're going to inherently know that there's something wrong. 
you may not know what to call it, right? There may not be a word right. that you can associate with there's it. There's a term, thought. But there's an understanding that you've been wrong. You're not going to look at that and think, well, I'll be, you know. Yep. Reckon I'm flying solo. More food solo. for me. Yeah. More shelter for me. <laughs> yep, flying. Yep. You're not going to do that. You're going to understand yep. it. And that's this moral, that's this thing that God has set eternity in our hearts, this 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 sense of morality in every person. It's a thread that that binds humanity together. Yeah, hold that thought. We're going to take a little break. Life in general is about decisions. Every decision that you make has consequences, and you're tethered to every single one of them. Jesus gives us this awesome opportunity that you don't have to make all the decisions in your life all on your own. You see, he invites you to come to him, to learn from him. Jesus gives us this perfect example, and he tells us in Matthew chapter 11, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm meek and gentle in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. We have so much to learn from, from Christ, and he gives us this example of saying, if you really want to learn from me, take my yoke. You see, yokes were used in the, back in Bible times to, to, to put two animals together, to pull a load or to pull a cart or to plow ground. And you would put a, an ox together or you would put two mules together and they would pull the load together. And that's what Christ offers for us is he's offering to pull the load for us. Christ invites us to, to come to him and we're to be his followers, disciples, learners, people who have yoked in with him. And he builds a community around us called the church. The church is to be made up of people, people who God have looked at their hearts. You see, the world wants to paint a picture of everything that would divide us. The church is painted a picture of the things that unite us. That Christ, he builds this community that when we've yoked in with with other people. They may be different from us, but we can learn from each other. What a beautiful thing that it is when we can have difficult conversations. There's, there's no conversation that the church can't have. And that's what Christ wants from us, is he wants community that's strong, that's yoked in together, that learns from each other. And most importantly, that learns from Jesus. And he invites us to come Take, learn, and find. It's going to be bad one day. When we're rolling. Yes. It's going to be bad one day whenever we're standing up there on the night before Ben's uh, wedding day. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be like, yeah, it's a shame. We had, we had to talk him into this girl. <laughs> I know it. I know it. It's a, it's a shame, you know. I'm like, we'll this do girl, that she we'll... was pretty. She's a member of the church, you know, and. We're not, we're not going to list her name. She loves Jesus more than she would love Ben, right. you know. And, and we, we had to talk Ben. We had to talk him into it. He's saying, well, I'll, I'll be open-minded about it. I'll try it. <laughs> we're not talking no, about No, he it. hadn't even said he'll try. Right. <laughs> he <laughs> had not even said he said he'll be open-minded about it. It doesn't matter what we shallow. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. You no, are shallow. You yourself sound shallow, Ben. Hey, not us. Yeah. We're if just you, pointing it out. If you want to, if you want the Ben cam, <laughs> and this better not get cut out. <laughs> oh, 
You know nah. he's gonna cut this out. He's such he's a chicken. He's such a missing. Wow. Mm-mm. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so so uh <clears throat> I'm not gonna give him a space to cut it out. We're continuing to talk about yeah. Ben and we're talking about this subject of uh Do we need the Lord? Why why do we need why do we need the Lord? And you would think that Ben, you know, he cut all that out right then, you mm-hmm. know, so that nobody would hear it. And we're giving him a good lesson too. We are. You know, we were that's giving right. him a good lesson during the break about, about how to choose wisely a mate. Yeah, that's right. But Ben's being shallow about it. I'm telling you, he's he's just. So I'm gonna include. Head. So y'all, I, I'm trying to work this out in my mind how I can include verses to where this is gonna be. Included. You know why you need God? Because God helps you make good decisions in choosing your mates. That's right. Hey, but and and so you think about this. Um, you know, Noah, God was upset that he had created everything. Right. And so, but it says, you know, he was he was mad, and he when you look at uh. Genesis chapter 6, and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air, for I'm sorry that I've made them. Here's why you need God. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And so God was going to destroy. Look at verse 9. Why does he find grace? This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. He was he was with him, and this is why you need God because you need His grace. That's right. Because he he would he would destroy us. And Ben, this is why you need a good Christian girl. And this is why this how I'm putting this in so that you can't cut it out. <laughs> he, it's gonna be bad whenever we've uh, we've had to talk Ben into <laughs> right. talk Ben into this girl. You know, so. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He's thinking about ways that he could uh, that he can edit this out right now. Oh, he is, but yeah. he's, he can't do it. He can't. And, do it. and you think about it, Bob. So, like, let's just let's just talk about. It. So, so Noah finds grace yeah. in the eyes of the Lord. Why? Verse nine. Think about how many times. Like, I think about First John, like Genesis six nine. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he walked with God. Mm-hmm. Genesis First uh, John one nine. If we walk in the light, as he's in the light, as yeah. he is in the light, so God, it's we always fellowship with one another. The blood of Jesus, you know what clean, that is, cleanses us. That's grace. That's grace, yeah. right? Cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's not that, you know, just the. But it's conditional. If we if we walk in the light, Noah, right. if he walked in the, you know, with the Lord, he found grace. Yeah, so it's not like Noah was just, you know, God darted him, you know, like I knew somebody that would, uh, they like to study world places in the world, mm-hmm. and they would spend the globe and they would pick a spot. And start, uh, studying it. start studying on it. You know, it's not like they just, uh, God said, uh, Noah, let me just pick Noah. Yeah. America does, hasn't just in, I mean, now our generation has inherited some freedoms and some blessings that, you know, our, our lot, so to say, so to speak, you know, was, has been placed here, but like it was planned by people. Like we want, we want to worship God freely. And and we wanna we wanna have Christian values and worshiping freely. It's not it's not that, that we have freedom from religion, you know, it's that, mm-hmm. that we have freedom of religion. Right. And uh and so today your constitutional values, if you choose not to, to worship God, then then you're free to do that as well. But it was not it was formed so that we could have I can worship the creator of the universe however I want to. And and but but so this but it it costs it costs somebody something, and so you don't want to stand before God 
without the blood of Jesus. That's right. And so without God, you're you're going to be destroyed. And and you go, oh well, that's you know, you're fearing us into this or whatever. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna I'm if I'm gonna love you into it or fear you into it, but you need, you need God. And this is a uh, God was going to destroy mankind because of their evil. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because, and and Noah walked with God. That's why you need Him. You know, First Corinthians fifteen and verse ten, Paul. He says what you said in a different way. He says, "But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was which or which was with me." So, so what Paul is saying is, is that because of my situation as an apostle, then I realize I've got a responsibility because God has chosen us Christians in Christ. And I don't want that blessing to be given to me in vain. So, so you think about it. That was a blessing that the world was supposed to receive. Second Peter Chapter 3 and verse 9, God is not slack concerning his promise, long-suffering to us, word, not wishing that who? Any should perish. Any should perish. But, but that, that all should come to all should. So God's plan was to save us all. Mm-hmm. But but the majority, Matthew 7, 13, 14, 22, 23, teaches us that God knew that the majority would let his grace run in vain. And so what we really need from God is his grace. Well, the way that we get God's grace, and we talked about it, on our podcast, you know, last week, you got to be in Christ. You got to be in Christ, and so why do you need God? Because you need grace. Mm-hmm. Because you will stand before Him one day. In, in Acts seventeen, Paul he uses this this um, you know kind of a uh, I don't know what you want to say like uh, connective thinking, maybe the way that you would say that. Uh, so what he says is that. Um, uh, verse twenty seven and verse twenty six, and he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they may grope for him and find him, though he's not far from him. And each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our very being. Mm-hmm. For also, as some of your own poets have said, we are also his offspring. He's even using their understanding of of deity, I suppose, to understand that we are we are an offspring from God. In him we live and move and move and breathe. Everything is from God. Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like silver or gold or something shaped by art or man's devising. Truly these times of God of God's ignorance overlooked, but now commands every man everywhere to, to repent. repent. Why? Because God's grace was extended to every man everywhere, right? That's Titus 2, 11 and 12. The grace of God has appeared unto all men, teaching us, denying ungodliness, worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously in this present age. Same thing Paul's saying right here. Now commands all men everywhere to repent so they can receive the grace because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. And he has given assurance to this to all by the raising him of the dead. So, so, how did Paul, I mean, uh, God validate that there's going to be a day of judgment by raising Jesus from the dead? Mm-hmm. You want to know why and how that th- you know that this is going to happen is because there's going to be a day when he's going to judge everybody. 
because everybody's going to be, need to be judged by the one who was raised from the dead. And so, why do you need God? Number one, because you got to realize that every blessing comes from Him. Everything, and in Him we move, live, have our very, everything that you have, the clothes on your back, your health of your children, your 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 jack that you had in your car without your spare tire, all that was a blessing from God. Second of all, because you need his grace. Why do I need God? Because it's going to be a judgment day. And he showed it to us and, and validated it by raising Jesus from the dead. Because the one that was risen from the dead never needed judgment, but every person that ever lived will. And so because he's perfect, Jesus, he gets to stand as judge. He's the only one that's executed it perfectly, and because of that, he's the only one that has the power to exercise authority over us in judgment. Yeah, I think about two verses come to my mind, and I think they complement what you were just saying. Colossians 1, in verse 17, He, that's Christ, is before all things, and in him all things consist, or all things hold together. And, and you know, there's been... Um, Read verse 14, too. Oh, absolutely. And so, and I'm going to get to that. But that, but there's, uh, you know, even down to, um, there, there's molecules and, and there's, you know, there's this, uh, this guy, um, pretty much made this protein molecule famous, but this, this protein molecule called lamina. And, uh, have you seen that? Mm-mm. Anyways, it's this protein molecule and the, and the makeup of this molecule. Why do you assume I'm going to know what a protein Cause, molecule cause is? Because you're smart. You know all this dry stuff or whatever. <laughs> I got your phone, Anyways, buddy. Uh, so this this um this thing says uh, it says it the the makeup of it with lamina. Ben, I hope you you can pull this up and uh, but it's um it's in the shape of a cross. And uh, and there's other there's other molecules in the world that are in the shape of that as well. But it's pretty neat that, that this protein molecule that's in our bodies, that's in our life, like without this molecule in your life, you're nothing. It's really cool. And and so and when you look at the structure of the molecule, it, it it's shaped in a in a cross. And um and it, it just reminds me of Christ and how that that um he's before all things and in him all things consist. So not only does our lives, our being, what that verse that you read you know, in him we live and we breathe and we have life. And not only that, but but salvation, you know, grace is found in him. And that's that's where I was going back to verse 13 and 14 of Colossians 1. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. And so... All things are created through Jesus. He's before all these things. And and I, and in him all things consist. And then the other verse I was thinking of is in John 15 where, you know, you think, well, I, you know, I don't need Christ. I have all this stuff. And that's what you were saying is that the shirt off of our back, you know, it, whatever success that you're having, God is allowing you to have that success right now. He He's allowing that, that blessing to happen. And so – you you need to be on you need to be on his good side, but but Jesus says in verse five, I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. You're gonna be successful. For without me you can do nothing. And without Christ, 
You can't you can't do anything. That must be where you get that song from, isn't it? Yeah. Without him I would be nothing. I love when you preach and you break out into song, Bob. Um without him I'd surely fail. Um this is a you know, this is a this is a real big thing. Um first of all, you can't pray to God without Jesus. You know, and so you go, Well, why do I need God? Well, to try to have God and 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 not have Jesus, you you can't <laughs> you can't. But First Peter three twelve says, "For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil." That's right. And Jesus says later on in John fifteen, "If you abide in Me and My words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you." It's gonna it's gonna be done for you. And now. Of course, we know that the book of James tells us that why do you ask and not receive? Because you ask amiss. You ask to, to for your own, own right. good. Let me hit these lottery numbers. Yeah, the, but no, Jesus is like, if you abide in me and my word's abide in you, if, if the word of God is abiding in you, then you're going to be you're going to be focusing in on things to, for for him. And um, But without without Christ, you can you can do nothing. So you you really need God in your life. And the, the other thing that um, – Brother Tom has brought this up before. He's, you know, God has God has restrained Satan. Yeah, he's got a leash on him. Yeah, but because you you think about it, like when God asked Satan, he's like, "If you considered my servant Job, you know," and it's like, "Wow, God, you know, thanks, <laughs> Job's." Right. Like, but he's like, "If you considered the fact that that he, you know, he walks in uprightness, he's perfect in all his way, you know, all these things that that Job did, and um." Well, God's like, okay, you can touch him, Satan, but you can't, you can't harm his body, and you can't touch his, you can't touch his life, you can't take it, and like, but Satan took all these other things, and then you, you think about this, uh, you know, then God allowed him to touch his health, and so there's a there's a power of darkness that's out there, and and if God didn't have a leash on Satan, he'd want to destroy us all. And he's not, he's not, you know, we give him way more credit than he deserves. The only thing that Satan can do is play the same cards over and over and over again because he really does not know how it would. You know, First Corinthians two, I think, or, or yeah, First Corinthians two. It says, "Had the the rulers of this world, the present rulers of this world, known they were crucifying the Lord of Glory, they would have never done it." Mm-hmm. So that means that 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 Satan didn't. He thought that he was, you know, Satan at the cross thought he was capturing. Satan thought with the death of Jesus, he was capturing us. What well, what happened was... He was liberating. God was liberating. That's exactly right. When actually Jesus was capturing death at the cross. Right, yeah. And so Satan thought he was capturing Jesus in death, and Jesus was really capturing death. And so you ultimately get to see that Satan does not know everything that's going to happen. only thing he can do is go on on the long game. How do I play these things over and over and over? I mean, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but like high school coaches and college coaches and everything like that, they don't have like 400 plays that they run. Yeah, they got a handful of and then and then Why do you think they watch game footage? Right. And then they got and then they got some schemes in right. those things that that'll go, well, if you're going to Yeah, some kind of play action or something mm-hmm. like that. But but why do you think other teams watch game footage for? Right. Because they want to learn their tactics. They want to learn what they do over and over and over again. 
So why, we, we've got to realize that sac, Satan, Satan is the same way. We've just got to look at the game footage. That's why Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is a substance of hope, things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You're getting 5,000 years of history of God saying Satan's going to do this. Don't don't fall into the trap. And if you do, this is going to happen. Yeah, and and that, and you talking about him capturing Jesus capturing death, you know, on the cross, you know, when he's going to be raised. You you not only today, like I think that we've we've hit enough verses to to talk about the fact that you need God, but but you need God. You need God not only you know for those things for salvation, but you need a reminder of Him every single week. And because we we tend to forget, and I and I think about this that like God holds Satan back away from us through Jesus, and he's he's put this leash on. He's bound, you know. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. And so that's why I made that statement in, in my sermon Sunday morning: is that the only power that that Satan has over you is what you allow him to have, what you give to him. And but we you can. 1 Corinthians 11, 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You're, you you have the opportunity to proclaim that you need God in your life every single week, and you can do that whenever you take the Lord's Supper. Into the world. Into the world. You're, and you're, you're proclaiming, hey, this is, this is set apart. This is different, and we need God. The right attitude, you know, people read this, let a man examine himself and let him eat the bread, you know, if he, if he eats in an unworthy manner. He'll be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And I had a friend of mine. He was like, Bob hadn't taken the Lord's Supper in years. Like, I just feel so unworthy, you know. And I'm like, that's the whole point. Right. Like, the moment that you feel worthy, God, I'm glad I'm not like this man, you know. I tithe twice, you know, do all these things. No. It's like, I need God. I need the blood of Jesus. And and that's that's part of us proclaiming the Lord's death till he comes is we're proclaiming that. There's nothing good about me. I'm I'm in such need of His grace. I'm in such need of of His love, and and the blood of Jesus. And every time that that you take the Lord's Supper, you're proclaiming that you need God. You're proclaiming His death till He comes. So hey, we appreciate you guys. We will spin the wheel again next week. And um, actually, I'll be in uh, Honduras. You're going to be here next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. So maybe you and Ben can do one together yeah, or something like that. We'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah. And uh but hey, we appreciate you guys. And by the time this airs, you'll be back by the time that airs, you'll be back from Honduras. Right. <laughs> right. But at least we don't have a stop gap. Yeah. You know? But um either way, we appreciate you guys tuning in and um keep those questions coming. We appreciate it and y'all have a great week. This is the Unscripted Podcast.